Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time that may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Rama's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with Tony McKinnon. We call him T-Mac on a, I'm not sure. It's, 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 According to my phone, it's cloudy and 43. Yeah, 43 degrees. And, you know, 43 is probably not too cold for some of you guys, but I've been freezing all day long. Not, not yeah. literally freezing because it's above freezing, but... I'm ready for summertime. Yeah, it ain't feeling like spring today. Yeah, it's not feeling like spring. And t- today we're recording our program. It's it's the 31st of March. Um, and somebody already on Facebook already put out an April Fool's joke. Um, they actually put out that we here in Broken Arrow was getting an Ikea. And so the mayor had to actually tell everybody. Debunk, were, though. That it was, I mean, because, you know, there were, you know, huge rumors. And it was going to. So everyone was pretty excited about that. Now, I went to Ikea.com and found out that Ikea had no plans to go to Oklahoma in 2022, so I didn't need to. But I almost texted the mayor. I was fixing a text her and asked her if this was true or not, and then someone actually made a comment. Hey, you know, tomorrow is April Fool's Day, right? So, um, yeah, it wasn't true. Fake news. We're not getting no Ikea in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. In fact, Ikea says that no place in Broken Arrow meets the population, whatever guidelines that they have. Yet. Well, that answers a lot because I've never been in one. Maybe that's why. Oh, you've never been to Ikea? Never been in an Ikea. Don't have yeah. a desire to go. Either, oh. Really. Yeah, it's it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're glad to have all you guys listening. Um, you know, if you want to send us an email, you can email us um, podcast at rhema.org. Um, rhema spelled R-H-E-M-A. What's going to spell podcast for you? <laughs> um, podcast at rhema.org. You can send us an email or you can like us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, like I said, it's kind of a chilly day, but I do need to tell you something. You know, last night, Tony, I got a, got a message um, from one of my one of my friends. Actually, he's a second year student. And um he says, Craig, um, his, this is about 1130 at night, or, you know, and, you know he, he knew I was still awake. He goes, I actually fell asleep listening to your grandfather on YouTube, and when I woke up, I actually, you know, got woke. I mean, I, I didn't mean to fall asleep. He was listening to my yeah, grandfather yeah. on YouTube, fell asleep, and he woke up, and there's a guy in a funny hat doing a review of you. And so I looked it up, and it says, um, review of Craig Hagen, six days ago, this guy um, recorded when really he does podcast or, or is, you know, video pod, it's a video 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 has a funny hat it's on youtube and so i i'm like well man i want to see what the guy says you know so first of all he did a review of our offering prayer he didn't like our offering prayer thought that was you know whatever so so then he goes now we're going to start when craig actually um speaks and so i walked up i mean you know or I, and i started where i a verse I start quite a bit with, John 10, 10. Yeah. And I actually said, I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation. And the New Living Translation says, um, the thief's purpose in life uh, is to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose is for you to have a rich and satisfying life. All right. So that's John 10, 10, the New Living Translation. He stopped it right there and told me I was taking the verse out of context. All I did was read the verse. <laughs> I mean, you had a chance to take it out. Yeah, I didn't have a chance. I took it anywhere, and, matter of fact. And he went for 20 minutes talking about how I took it out of context because, you know, if you look at Paul's life, it wasn't rich and satisfying. He spent so much time in prison, some of the other, you know, disciples, and that they didn't have a rich and satisfying life, according to him. So, um, you know, I don't know how I took it. Now, if he, wanted, if he wanted to say the New Living Translation w- was not good, Fine, you know, you know, you can throw, but, but, how do I take a verse out of context when I didn't even say anything about the verse? I didn't read the verse, and he stopped it. And, and going, but you can watch this whole whole thing. He um, 
he he um he um didn't like my teaching. Okay, well, yeah, and he also implied that I was I was saying that Jesus had bad eyesight because on that message I talked about the fig tree and I said it was a far. It wasn't right next to the road. It was a far. I remember, I remember, remember the that? message. And, and so yeah. you know. Obviously, you know, Jesus went there and there were no figs on it. So he was, he says, well, I don't know if he was just trying to say it's far away or Jesus didn't have good eyesight and so he couldn't see it. And then he also went on, you know, because the verse actually says that he, Jesus was hungry. So I was talking about me, you know, yeah. I said, you know, have you ever been really hungry, like, like hungry, you know, whatever. So he said, I, I was blaspheming Jesus by, you know, saying he was hungry. So anyway. He might have been hangry. Yeah. So. But the interesting part about it is he would play like a 10-second clip and then speak for like 10 minutes. Yeah, see, on, he needs a purpose in life. On my 10-second clip or whatever. Yeah. And, and 23 people actually watched it, including me. So, um, <laughs> and so um, he had one comment on it, and the comment was, I like your hat. I like your hat. And he said, thank you. So yeah. anyway. Not, not your theology. Yeah, so, so if you want to watch it and want to leave a kind of comment, you know, and, you know, and I'm okay. I mean, I'll take criticism or, or whatever, but when you quote the Bible, and I'm, in, I'm taking it out of context by quoting the Bible. Oh, later on, because I was reading the whole thing out of the New Living Translation, I, I make, made a joke that it's new and living, and he, he goes, well, I don't know if that's a joke or what, but, you know, that, that was <laughs> whatever. He, he also said my jokes weren't funny. Yeah, well, they don't get them. Yeah, so. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I don't know who the guy That's is. Interesting. Or, interesting. So that was my, my – how was your night? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> All right. Well, today we have a, a interesting program. We have Bo and Kathy Lowe on, on, on a program. They, they graduated in Rama, what, 1992? Four. Four. 94. <laughs> and you guys are from Jackpot, Nevada, right? Yes, sir. And now, let me just preface this. They are legends. Rama legends. So perk yeah. up and pay attention. Okay. <laughs> And and we have Rhema people in, in every walk of life, but but these these folks these are real cowboys, not like Dallas cowboys. Yeah, these, yeah. These, these these this ain't Jr. and Bobby. <laughs> yeah, no, no. These these folks are real cowboys. And so, you know, first of all, Bo and Kathy, it's good to have you on the program. But it's good to have you back in Tulsa. I, I know you don't get here that often, um, and yeah. um, and we're glad to have you. You know, back here. You know, you know, obviously when you're here at school, you're also we're heavily involved in the church and things like that. But let's just talk about you guys' life. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how. I, I don't even know the whole story, how you got saved and how you ended up at Raymond. I don't know how you guys met. So, so, you know, fill us in. <laughs> yeah. Um, got saved. It wasn't nothing wild or I didn't see angels or anything else. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I, uh, I was on a downhill spiral and, uh, uh, really didn't like myself. You know, I was kind of on self-destruct and, and, uh, I finally uh, just cried out to the Lord, you know, if you uh, if you can do anything, you know, yeah. and uh, it it actually uh, I could say it was more like let's make a deal <laughs> than uh, uh, anything else, and it was, you know, if if you're real, you know, and and this is your book, and uh, I'll uh, uh, try to live by this book. But if I ever find out anything. Uh, is not for me or not for today or anything else I'm done because I'm not going to serve a God that don't even, can't even take care of his book. And uh, <laughs> so it was a, a little different. Yeah. And then uh, uh, it just snowballed from there. I, I really got a hunger for God after I 
And uh, we lived in a cow camp that was, uh, oh, how far? It'd take us an hour, hour from the pavement to get to the camp. So where, 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 were you in Nevada back then? or Yes, sir. Okay. Now, now, for our listeners, you know, we have listeners all over the world. Can you explain what a cow camp is oh, for, for, for sure. people? Oh. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you guys probably know big, but there's a lot. There's people from India listening to the, the broadcast. <laughs> and, and, you know, they worship cows over there in India. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, my cows are friends. <laughs> yeah, a lot of ranches have different camps in uh, areas uh, just remote, and, and they put people in there to take care of. We took care of the kind of the west side of the ranch at the cow camp we was in. How big a ranch? Oh, we run about, uh, I think at that time, about 1,500 1, head, no, about 2,500 head. On how many of, of acres? Cows. Oh, gosh. <laughs> In that country, it takes 30 acres per cow. Yeah, so. see, where I come from, we figure an acre per cow. Yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it's big. Yeah, uh, see, Tony well. understands this stuff. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen cows. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, wow. There's a ranch right next to it. We we worked for it quite a bit. Salmon River Cattlemen's Association, which we we've been uh, a part of that for years. We just sold our shares in that ranch, and uh, it's sixty miles long and thirty miles wide. Wow! So uh, to give an idea of yeah, and uh, everybody several in this sections. country calls cowboys, but believe it or not, in our part of the country, it's called a buckaroo. Really? I know. I know. When I come here, I quit saying "buckaroo" because everybody got an idea. It was a little kid with a stick horse. But, <laughs> uh, that's actually the so, so the term uh, that you guys use is, that, is "buckaroo" because in a, you know a truck driver can be a cowboy. You yeah. know, yeah. And uh, uh, a buckaroo in our part of the country is somebody that makes a living on horseback. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd probably be a horseback. You know, uh, ten hours a day. Yeah, saddle in the morning and well, and, still uh, today even. Uh, no, I not today. For a couple of years, we used to. <laughs> yeah, yes, did yeah. yeah. Well, Always, you know, spend uh, my days horseback and and my family and stuff. Cassie rode a lot with me, and you know, in a camp, you you know, the whole, the whole family took care of that part of the part of the ranch. Well, wow. and, and so you're just to let everyone know once again, you know, how far away was you know the camp from you know modern like well, stores and things like a that a small town uh an hour away okay probably uh, one store an hour it. and a half um to the nearest town where you could really go shopping wow so yeah. i mean you know that that's pretty unique thing that's, you know right right there i mean uh, you know because you know I, i'm used to i need yeah. some milk and i'm gonna go to quick trip yeah. you know <laughs> yeah we ain't talking about the electric horseman or the urban cowboy here. No, you have to think ahead and write a list, and you go to town, and then you get tired of being there, so you just say, well, I'll get it next time and go home. But get what you yeah, can yeah. and, and so, so run you, out of time So, to go so home. Tony couldn't make it there because Tony likes food delivered to his house. Oh, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, they didn't deliver anything out there. So. <laughs> yeah, Propane. <laughs> Propane, yeah. That was about it. Well, yeah, if you know sure. him good enough, he'll bring you something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. So, so tell us, you know, tell us about life on a ranch i mean how 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 does that work you i'm get up, i'm sure you get up in the morning early and uh yeah yeah depends on the time of year you know what you're doing and stuff but uh, just working cattle and uh checking on things just sick cattle and and uh 
move them from one place to the other so that they've always got feed and make sure all gates is up, and, you know, just a, a, a typical day, you know, mm-hmm. working, doctoring, and, and, and taking care of the cattle. And, uh, you know, that's the whole whole means of everything is the cattle, so you try to take good care of them. Yeah. And uh, that, that's basically your whole day. You know, sometimes you ride with a crew, you know, maybe eight, ten cowboys, and sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's just us. Uh, just family, I mean, wife and kids, and mm-hmm. take care and do whatever we could, you know, without the rest of the crew. So, so when you got saved, I mean, you know, were you listening to anything, or you you going to a church or whatever, or you just cried out, you just reading your Bible yourself? No, I kind of, like I said, I was on self destruct, and uh, we were married before, and. Uh, uh, she divorced me. And, he wasn't uh, participating in the marriage. Imagine that. <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was just on a downhill spiral. And, you know, in Nevada, everything's open 24 hours a day. And I was drinking pretty heavy. And and uh, many, many nights, uh, believe it or not, I was in security. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, kind of had to run a thing. But, uh Drinking all night, you know, most of the time I'd end up by myself uh, drinking. Everybody else went home and <laughs> and just wondering, you know, where'd everybody go? I thought mm-hmm. we was going to party, yeah. you know. And uh, actually it was a taxi driver that was a pastor of a church in Twin Falls, Idaho. And and I'd, when I'd get in that, it's actually like a shuttle bus. Not We call them taxis there, but go from one casino to the next and I'd... Uh, get in there and want to go to the next casino so I could drink some more. And uh, he'd actually take me to a little house that I'd gotten in town and uh, drop me off there, and and I'd be drunk enough that I'd be out and, and then look around and find out I'd home instead of yeah. and too far to get back. So, And uh, I think his prayers and hers and a lot of others, you know, uh, I finally got to where... I told God, you know, I don't even like the man I've become. Mm. And uh, if there was anything he could do, <laughs> I'd appreciate it. <laughs> so would everybody else. <laughs> so, Amen and, to that. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure you're not the only one. I mean, there's a lot of people yeah. that get yeah. to, get to that point in life, you know, especially I mean, there's a lot, lot of folks during this <clears throat> pandemic going on that's got to a point where, yeah. you know, they just don't want to live life anymore or, or, yeah. or something that's got to be better than all this stuff going on. Yeah. And uh, my uh, my grandparents was uh, uh, of a, a religion. That, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it. Yeah, you can say whatever yeah. you want to oh, say. Yeah, they were Mormons. Mormons. Kind of stuff, this is Craig's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we we probably Mormons. say something totally we uncensored. <laughs> Mormons, okay. Yeah, and uh, and they believe that the Bible's true so long as it's translated correctly. Uh. Well, so does and, the video so guy. That's, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the, you know, so that's why when I come to the Lord, you know, and I thought if this is your book, yeah. uh, I'm going to follow every word of it, yeah. and that every word of it has to be true, or uh, I'd be done, you know. And uh, I'm still going. So praise Amen. God. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. so you you got saved. So so Kathy, how'd you come back into the picture? I mean, that was a well. Um, the the 
times he was previously mentioning, yeah. um, I was not around yeah, in those yeah. times. He weren't checking on well, those yeah, boxes. So, so yeah. I, I assume that by, by, by what he was saying, that you weren't around. That, that's right. why his life was probably out of control. So thank God he found right. you back again. Right. And I, I had gotten saved actually before, right before I met him. Um, I'd always believed in God. And actually, I was raised Catholic. And all of a sudden, the Catholics come up with a, a Bible study uh, program, which was odd. <laughs> and uh, I got saved through that Bible study program, oh, which got Lord. me in the Word. You know, before I was never allowed to have a Bible and uh, or, you know, recommended not to read a Bible. And, and during this Bible study, it was <clears throat> a bi- actual Bible study. Get in the Bible and read. And I had one and uh, got to reading it. And, boy, I had an encounter with the Lord by myself um, in the in my home one night. It was just like, I mean, it was just something never happened to me before. It was like the a warm, just light, uh, just filled the presence of the room. And I had been reading in Isaiah 31 that said, Woe to those who go down to Egypt and trust in horses and horsemen, for they are very many, uh, very strong, but they don't look to the Holy One of Israel. And it was like, Oh, God, I didn't know you were real. You, you saw Bo right there. I'm not sure I even knew him then. But uh, I just, I just, told the Lord, you know, I didn't know, I knew I'd meet you someday when I died, but I didn't know that, that I could have a relationship with you now and that you were um, real and there'll never be another man for me unless you pick him. (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) later on after I had met Bo, um, the Lord showed me, um, I had, I believe that the Lord had showed me one night that Bo was the one. Well, he was a broke um single cowboy with five kids and you could hear his truck coming miles away and i'm and i just said oh lord <laughs> i know i said i said i would you pick him but really <laughs> so we you know it was so when when that relationship developed and and bo asked me to marry him of course i said yes because i had heard this and i yeah. knew i knew th- and we had we had started reading the bible together and um, knowing that it, we needed to train the kids up, and he had five, and I had one, and um, we knew if we put this family together that we would um, be serving the Lord. Yeah. Well, that all blew apart, <laughs> and uh, um, didn't happen right then. Uh, and later, we when we did get married, it was I was born again, but he wasn't. And that if I I was just. Remember, I had just started reading the Word, so yeah. I didn't come to that part that knew that I was not to be unequally yoked. And the later the Lord showed me, I should have just gone done anything I wanted to do for about three years till he got a hold of him. <laughs> but, uh, and he did, and he did get a hold of him. Like he said, Bo, you know, he wasn't going to any church. There was, I know there was people praying for him, but uh, me included. But uh, I just knew that I, when we um, had split up and like say he left and went on and I just I just was not released to be with anybody else yeah. and and although it didn't look like it didn't look like for three years it didn't look like he was coming back or going to um, um, come around at all and but I just I guess the Lord just preserved me for that reason and one night uh, or one day I was um, I was into photography so I had bunch of slides and pictures of cowboy stuff and ranches and that I was um, 
going to show some friends. They were coming over one night, and uh, I decided to go to the my favorite grocery store because I had been I was a brand inspector, so I had I had been in a different mm. area covering for someone else. And I decided, you know, I'd, I could stop at any store and just get some refreshments, but I think I wanted, I think I just want to go to my old favorite grocery store and pick up what I needed. And the door swung open, and there he was standing there, <laughs> him and his mother and a, a friend of his. And, and I, I just went home that night. I, you know, we all said hello, and everything was cordial. Went home that night, and I just said, Lord, you know, if that was you telling me that he was the man for me, what happened? <laughs> And the Lord says, I told you who, I didn't tell you when. Mm. And and that was, a, I knew then. And it wasn't long, and he was calling me. He had that experience with the Lord that he told you about, and he was he was back. And when he came back, it, you know, there could have been a lot of um, uh, resentment or, you know, you did this or you did that and, and all of this stuff coming up, but it was never there. The Lord took all of that away. Yeah, praise the Lord. And I never had, never... Um, never come back. <laughs> yeah. Grace, grace, right? Yeah. So, so tell us, I mean, how did you, in, you know, come up, end up here at Rama? I mean, you know, how'd that work? I mean, well, once know, so. we got together, we he was in jackpot, you uh-huh. know, and on this destruction deal. Well, he had the experience with the Lord and wanted, and then started calling me, and um, uh, we got back together and decided to get married again. And and mind you, my I was going to a church, um, and for all those years, and Shauna and I, and the, the the pastor and the different people there, they loved me and they wanted to protect me. And when I told them I was gonna thinking about marrying him again, <laughs> they're, oh, they're, they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and they were not for it at all mm. at first. And uh, uh, but I stuck with what the Lord said, and obviously the Lord knew what He was doing. Amen. So we went, then I, yeah. I moved, I moved to, when we got married again, I moved back, I moved in with him at Jackpot. And it was just, it was barely, I don't think you were even working as in security for a month yeah. uh, before back, back one of the ranches um, hired us and we were back up in this cow camp that we were telling you about. Yeah. Well, and so, like I said, you know, I don't know how, you know, how you find out about Rama. You're, you're there, well, you're there on a cow camp and. We uh, we'd go to uh, an hour away. We went to uh, cowboy church services once a month. Two and a half we, hours, Bo. Two and a half. Two and a half hours. So you see, so I mean, we've got people who drive fifteen and minutes so, from the church and uh, go two and a half hours. So I'd pick up, a, you know, they'd put out books and tapes and different yeah. things that you could buy, and uh, we'd we'd pick up a tape and and we'd wear it out listening to it. You know, anytime we was in the truck or anywhere, and. Uh, I picked up a book, Right and Wrong Thinking, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So uh, I, it sounds really stupid now, but I, I, after I went through that book, I told Kathy, "Here's a man that believes just like me," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that sounds pretty wild now, but that's uh, the mindset. And uh, I'd I'd been having. Uh, uh, dreams and uh, I don't know dreams, vision, whatever of uh, riding around the country, and I had this glow around me. And other cowboys and other people would ask me, you know, what's that glow? You know, 
and uh, I'd tell them about Jesus. And, uh, but I didn't tell anybody about the glow. I kept that to myself. I didn't even tell her about the glow. I, that was just a little more than I thought that was kind of corny. And so uh, every time I, I picked up the word or anything, uh, it would tell me go or I called you or, you know, something to just leap off of there. And uh, I thought go where and, and do what, you know. Uh, at that time, I didn't even know where the books of the Bible were, you know, and uh, I wasn't very good at reading, and uh, Kathy was helping me with that a, a whole bunch, and uh, especially in a tight spot, <laughs> and uh, we decided to have a camp meeting, and uh, mind you, I, I thought I invented camp meeting. <laughs> uh, we really camped but, uh, out. Yeah, yeah, but, we, but you had a real camp meeting. We had, yes, people would come and camp. We had a three-day meeting and and uh, three services a day. And, and we called uh, uh, some musicians and couples from uh, Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. And, uh, Dan and they Dan, come Dan up Dan there. And they said, well, we usually don't travel that far. And I thought, well, you better pray about it. Cause, <laughs> And uh, uh, they actually came up, and people camped, and everybody ate together and actually camped out on the place. And we had quite a few at that. And, uh, but in my mind is I was wanting – I had uh, seven ministers, five or seven ministers invited to this so that they could tell me what I was supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, – uh, be honest, I never heard anything from any of them. <laughs> but uh, there was a, a woman there. Oh, she's in her probably seventies in or eighties. Uh, powerful woman of God, powerful in prayer, and she uh, uh, actually came to Kathy and and told her that she'd had a vision and uh, seen the. You probably ought to be telling this part, but <laughs> well, we we. Um, she told me that during her prayer time the night before that she had had a vision of a couple in the wilderness out in the desert out in the desert excuse me and <clears throat> they had this glow around them and she said it was you and Bo and I thought oh how sweet you know isn't that nice <laughs> and that's about all it meant to me was you know th- that we were stepping out we'd put on this camp meeting and gone to a lot of trouble invited all these people we had like people from four different states and um, it was remote, you know, it wasn't like come in and go oh, yeah. find a Shoney's to eat at because yeah, it yeah. was, we, I cooked everything, <laughs> you know, and anyway, um, so I, I didn't get a chance. Things were so busy. I didn't get a chance to tell Bo about it at all. So when the camp meeting was over, Don and Bess was getting ready to leave. And I said, Bess, tell, you know, tell Bo what you told me about, uh, yesterday. So then go ahead and yeah, tell so- him. She was explaining what she saw in the vision of a couple standing in the desert, and this glow was around them. And uh, I hit the ground. My knees wouldn't even hold me <laughs> up. And I knew that uh, what I'd been seeing Bore witness. Was, yeah. was a witness. And uh, it come through her, and I knew right there that uh, uh, I didn't know enough to go anywhere. I didn't know enough of the word. And so on the back of that book, Right and Wrong Thinking, it had a, a deal. So we actually sent for the correspondence, correspondence mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. But that isn't what came. 
Oh, really? Oh, really? (laughs) And I I was excited about getting that correspondence course and and learning something about the Word of God. I mean, I'm just so hungry for the Word. And uh, we had to drive an hour to the mailbox. And uh, so she'd read the mail to us on her way home, (laughs) you know, dirt dirt road. Yeah. Yeah. Going. A little two-track road. <clears throat> and uh, she come on to the actual application for Rama, and she was going through that laughing and stuff. <laughs> like two years, and, uh, I don't yeah. think so. Uh, but if I wasn't laughing. I, I knew yeah. I was supposed mm-hmm. to go, and she thought, you know, even the dress code, she said, there's no way. <laughs> Remember the you dress know. code. And, yes. But I was to a point, I'd have done anything. You know, I'd have yeah. walked around on my hands and knees if I had to. to you know, to do because when I come here, I, I come here to to learn about God. Come on. And yeah. uh, uh, in fact, <laughs> I almost got in trouble one time and uh, a bunch of school kids and everything <laughs> behind me and making a bunch of racket. In and class. I just stood up and told yeah. them to <laughs> sit down and shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Can and you I'd come, come to there to learn something? <laughs> if they wanted to go play, they could go someplace else. <laughs> and, uh, all the rest of the school year it was, yeah. Good morning, sir. How are you, sir? And, uh, but I, I thought you're not going to steal this from me. Hey, hey, man. You know, I, I come to hear every word Brother Hagen had to say, every word you know, those teachers had to say, and uh, wow. Uh, well, I, I love uh, it because of that hunger. So, yeah. so, so that's just amazing. So, so you actually wrote in for the correspondent school, yes, and, and yes, and we sent you an application. Yes. To, and so, you know, we want to say it's a mix-up, but it probably wasn't. It probably was, it was no, God. It was, it, 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 it was you know, you know, yeah. but because if you would have never got the application, you might have never sent for one. No, right. we wouldn't. Yeah. Probably no, not. Yeah. he was going to do the correspondence. Because we loved our camp. We yeah, we, we loved our camp. The camp we were in, the kids could ride oh, with us. Yeah. We had it, had it made up there. The boss, yeah. the boss would come up there and lay on the living room floor and just felt the peace, and he just just – uh, come mm. up there for his relaxation. I mean, it was a good good deal. But when we got the application and had to leave, then um, we came down here. But but uh, we came to a camp meeting one year and kind of had some time, you know, during the afternoon and t- saw that you had campus tours. Well, we'd lived here for you know, went to school for two years, but never had a campus tour. <laughs> so <laughs> so we did, we decided to do that. So we come down here and uh, went on this tour, and the first thing they did was took us in the office and showed us where all the mail comes in, and here's where it yeah. goes through three people to make sure that you get exactly what you ordered. And we just started <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we didn't. We never did see the correspondence yeah. application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in God for it, man. And obviously, if you guys are out there listening today, it's a whole lot easier than it was whenever they were there. Yeah. If you want information about the Bible college, if you'll just go to rbtc.org, rbtc.org, Raymond Bible Training College. And if you go there and you'll give us your email and your phone number, what we'll do is as soon as you send us your email, we'll send you what we call a digital patch packet. You'll get it immediately. And then if you give us your phone number, we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you about Raymond, talk to you about, you know, what, what we do at Raymond. Also, there's many things you can see right there on the website as well. But, um, what we like to do is schedule you to come and visit the campus because, you know, obviously, you know, you guys came without visiting the campus, but, but there's just something, a lot of our students, you know, once they visit the campus, you know, the prospective students, it was like they had a knowing, 
you know, wants to step step yeah. on campus. There's just something special about this campus here. And so um, rbtc.org, or maybe you're like, you know, you know right now, hey, I want to come to Rama. Well, you can actually apply right now online immediately. You don't have to wait. Um, we, we, we actually start school now in the fall, like September around the 1st or so. Or you can actually come in the springtime, which well, spring actually, it's, it's January. It's but, a college term. Yeah, but yeah, spring semester, spring. yeah. But you can go in the fall or the spring, which is, you know, back then when you guys came, I think you can only come in the fall. That yeah. was the only yes. But, but mm-hmm. now we have it fixed because our our software allows us to do that. So um, rbtc.org. Um, you know, we're going to bring you back to the next program. We'll talk about your experience here at Rama and also talk about what you guys are doing now. But, you know, we've kind of... 34 minutes and so so that's yeah, let that's, me drop a plug though before uh, we go yeah uh you know maybe you're listening out there and you uh maybe you've already been to raymond so you're one of our alumni or maybe you're thinking how can i help people like bo and kathy get to raymond well one way is to become a word partner and you can go to raymond.org slash wpc and uh, find out about that and, <laughs> and that helps to pay tuition uh for people but also once a year uh, on the first Sunday in May, so that this podcast is going to drop close to that May first, first Sunday in May, uh, we call it International Rama Day, and so uh, you go to rama dot org slash ird and find out about that. We invite you to share about Rama, uh, pray for us, and and so a special offering to help train people like Bo and Kathy. Amen. Oh, Bo and Kathy, we'll bring you back next program. But you know, I just want to say, um, you know, you guys have an amazing story and. Obviously, I didn't didn't know that it's actually a buckaroo. I was I thought I thought a buckaroo was a a, a, a little bitty, you know, like a little kitty cowboy. I'd just say I'd hate to see the size of the stick horse he'd need. That's all I can <laughs> <Yeah>. say. <laughs> but anyway, you guys have a unique story, and we'll bring you back next program and talk more about that. But here at Raymond, we're bringing hope, hope, help, and healing, healing to, to the world. world. God bless you guys. You have a wonderful evening.